0: KTN, connecting for positive change. So welcome everyone to the second episode of the Battery Café, focusing on battery recycling. I'm Nicoletta Piperidou from the Clean Energy and Infrastructure team at KTN, hosting today's episode alongside my colleague, Sina Hindotza.
1: Hi Sina. Hi Nicoletta. I'm from the Chemistry and Industrial Biotechnology team at KTN, with a focus on materials chemistry.
0: Thank you. Uh, And just to say that the Battery Cafe is an initiative of the Cross-Sector Battery Systems Innovation Network, a community funded by KTN and the Faraday Battery Challenge. So this innovation network aims to open new markets for the battery industry, promote innovation in batteries, and help decarbonize a wide range of users. Um, if you haven't already, please do go check out our online platform at ukbatteriesnetwork.org. You'll find lots of useful material and our first episode that focused on investment in batteries. So today with us we have two very special guests, Alberto Minguela of ASSMI and Dr. Laura Lander of Imperial College. Hi, Alberto.
2: Hi Nicoletta, how are you doing? So I'm Alberto Mingela. I'm the Research Innovation Manager for HSSMI, and I've been leading the project Valuable for three years. How are you doing?
0: Thank you. Fantastic.
3: And hi Laura. Hi Nicoletta. Thank you for having me today. So I'm a postdoctoral research associate in the Electrochemical Science and Engineering Group at Imperial College London, and I have a background in material science, working on batteries for six years, seven years. And I'm currently focused on the techno-economics and environmental impact
0: of batteries. Fantastic. Thank you. So, everyone, make yourself a coffee and join us. So, today, um, I'd like to start with um, uh, Sheena. So, battery end-of-life and recycling is a particular interest of yours. Why is this such an important topic at the
1: moment? Yeah, it's a really good point, Niklasa. So, it is an important topic at the moment and really topical. Um, as well. so as you know, the UK government actually globally uh, we are pushing towards electrification of vehicles and automobiles as well as other uses for batteries. This means there's going to be an increase in number of batteries coming to the end of life as we move forward. The question is is what do we do with these? Where do we put them? Where do they go? Do we put them in landfill? Actually, that doesn't feel like the right thing to do. So how do we maintain the value of these batteries? Um, as we move through end of life. In addition, actually, there's a lot of really valuable materials inside a battery. If you take lithium-ion, for example, there might be cobalt, lithium, and different materials that we might want to recover to make use of again. So lots of interesting work going on, not just about how we recycle batteries back to uh, the elements and the different materials that are in them, but how we make their life extend longer, particularly in like, second use, or second life applications. Um, and this is something that I really want to ask Alberto about because, so, HSSMI are involved in the Faraday Battery Challenge project. Valuable. Could you tell us a little bit about the aims of the project and the work that's been done throughout that activity?
2: Thank you, Sina. That, that's, yeah, I, I've been living that for three years. So, yeah, indeed, it's. Yes. Um, the main aim is developing significant second life supply chains for recovering that value that you mentioned, uh, that uh, are in, in, inside those batteries at end of life. and life, And we wanted to you know, add value to the UK battery supply chain through these actions uh, with the aims of reducing battery waste, but also looking at optimizing the battery design. Uh, what we've done there is um, a different action for, for a group of seven partners in which we look at uh, cell testing systems and products using second-life cells. So how we move those, uh, uh, monitor those, and understand what's the best uh, uh, action to those. Then, method uh, options for remanufacture. Uh, we, we we underpinning this project is the circular economy principle. So from repair, remanufacture, reuse, also the purpose and recycling. So we look at the processes in, in, in those supply chains. Also look at the regulation, which is very important, and, and, and the life cycle cost of these batteries or, or these different recovery strategies. Um, with UCL and, U- and MPL, we look at different methods for testing at this stage and, and being able to do a make a decision on what route to take. So that's what we've done on, on that, uh, Sheena.
0: Thank you very much Alberto uh, and Laura, you also cover this topic in your research and you explore the techno-economics of battery recycling. Can you talk about it in a bit more detail? Yeah, sure. So, um, as Gina mentioned
3: before, we will see a, a huge surge in EV lithium-ion batteries in the, um, on the market and um, while indeed the battery manufacturing industry is significantly increasing. On the other end, we also need the battery recycling industry, um, which takes care of the end-of-life batteries. And um, But this sector is not growing as quickly as it should. And this is partially due to the low profitability of the recycling process. So to be able to identify cost hotspots in the recycling process and to develop strategies on how to make it more financially viable, we performed the uh, Holistic, techno-economic assessment of battery recycling, in which we took into account the whole recycling chain, starting from the collection, um, transport to the recycling facility, disassembly, the recycling process itself, and then also the value which you create through reselling the the materials that you recover. And In this assessment, we included also different battery chemistries such as NMC, um, LFP and NCA, different recycling processes and um, recycling sites which are located all over the globe, such as in Asia, Europe and the US. And through the study, we were able to compare the recycling profitability across a large number of parameters and also to decide under which set of conditions we can create a financially viable recycling process and ultimately how
0: to incentivize the expansion of this industry sector. Thank you very much, Laura. Um, that was excellent, and um, Alberto. Uh, last year, HSSMI published an interesting report on the different end of life strategies for EV lithium-ion batteries. What are the different considerations that need to be taken into account?
2: Thank you, for, thank you for picking that up, uh, Nicoletta. So <clears throat> indeed, as, as Laura was saying, and, and I was mentioning on valuable, we we look at the different considerations and. Well, first and foremost, you need to consider the business context in which these uh, strategies are relevant. Uh, and uh, to assess these uh, strategies, uh, you will need to look at different considerations, such as the volume of end of batteries that you will reach at the end-of-life, depending on your manufacturer or OEM. The state of health of this, so what the state, how they are when they reach end-of-life. Regulation is a is a big important um, aspect of that to consider what, what to do next. And as Laura was saying, the financial return, you know, what, what's the actual cost of doing one strategy against the other? And what's the, that return? So with invaluable, HSS might develop a methodology to understand the, the cost implications of each of those strategies beyond recycling. Um, very important as well is the competition, who else is doing what. Um, and the business models, all these as well the design considerations is very important. So how you can actually recover the value from within the batteries will determine, you know, but will be determined by the design of this. So these are these are the main considerations. But we are happy to talk about this more in detail. Thank you. Thank you.
0: Um... And um, within the cross-sector battery systems innovation network, uh, we've seen an increasing interest in uh, battery end-of-life strategies. Um, We've actually seen uh, that the the interest keeps growing. We currently have over 100 organizations which have indicated battery end-of-life as a key area of interest in our landscape map. Uh, You can find the map at our online platform, ukbatteriesnetwork.org, and explore all the sector and supply chain interests of all the organizations who have signed up. Uh, And if your organization is missing from the landscape map, don't forget to sign up. Um, We've also noticed the increased interest in battery recycling through our work with the Faraday Battery Challenge when organizing cohort events for the recycling community. Uh, Back in 2018, we were gathering 50, 60 participants and last month during the event we ran, we had over 200 participants uh, split across three webinars throughout the day and you can find all the recordings at the Hub. So yes, definitely more and more interest in this space.
1: Um I'd just like to follow up with Laura if that's all right, Nicolessa. Um because Laura, you mentioned the different chemistries that are in batteries and actually how these will have an impact on the type of recycling or the type of reuse um, and the strategy that, that is thought about. How is this taken into account? Is do people do companies think about this at the beginning of their battery design journey, or is it something that comes in a lot a lot later? Um, is it a secondary consideration at the moment?
3: Um, I would say right now it's more of a secondary consideration because obviously the battery manufacturing industry is much more advanced and hasn't really thought about the impact on the recycling at the end of life. Um, I think a big factor for the um or the impact of battery chemistries on the recycling industry is obviously the value you can create from from the battery itself because, um, as you mentioned, high-value materials such as cobalt and nickel um, are only in NMC batteries, so you create much more value out of those batteries and make a higher profit. Whereas, for example, LFP batteries, iron or phosphate, they are not as valuable, so the profit you will make from reselling those will be, will be much lower. So I guess this will be also a consideration which process, processes you will choose um,
1: for your recycling, how, how deep you dig to recover your materials. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that's really interesting and it actually leads me on to a, another question. So when you think about the life cycle of batteries and the environmental impact, how is that kind of measured? Is that taken into account into your research at the moment? Is it the impact of the recycling process? How do we look at that and is that a consideration at the moment?
3: Um, I think it becomes more and more um, a factor in the life cycle assessment um of the of the overall life cycle of a battery. And um, the importance of recycling you know, becomes more important, especially now that the circular economy way of thinking is more and more adopted in the battery community. And what is also very important is that we recognize that recycling is not necessarily always good. So obviously depending on the process you apply, you have high energy um, consumption, you have harsh chemicals that you use which on the, their own and um, create another environment, a negative environmental impact, which you have to take into account. Um, so, to have a overall positive impact on the environmental footprint of the battery through recycling, I think the research community has to work towards a more sustainable recycling process
1: itself. Also, yeah, that's great. Thank you.
0: Um, and Alberto, what do you think about uh, the role of uh, data and battery monitor monitoring uh, can play in end of life strategies?
2: So that, that's quite quite interesting. Um, in, in, in fact, you know data uh, will, will enable these strategies and, and, and the recycling to, to actually flourish and have a, a, a lowest lowest environmental impacts. Uh, if you understand what has happened to that battery throughout the life cycle, and furthermore you got certain uh, element testing, testing devices or or, or the, uh, strategies to 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 understand that will enable uh, the decision making of those receiving the batteries and end of life, or or the OEMs that produce those batteries to to really make a, an informed decision. And take the, the the best strategy to recover the the most valuable parts of of the battery. So I I believe think the 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 role is very very important on data and battery monitoring.
0: Thank you very much, Alberto, uh, and thank you for your excellent insights so far. But there is one last question that comes to mind. We are talking about end of life sustainability. So. How about the whole life cycle of batteries and the ethical supply of raw materials? What do you think, Laura?
3: Um, it's a very complex question and uh, a lot of factors have to be taken into account. Um, regarding the ethical um, supply of materials, I assume you target the, the mining of cobalt. And the, this, yes, is, a, this is a very big issue. And but what I personally found always interesting is we have alternatives on the market as there are LFP batteries which do not need cobalt, and um, the only negative point with LFP batteries or why they're not as much or as widely used as uh, NMC chemicals is because they um, they have a lower performance. So this is why they don't find as much acceptance in the industry. And I feel we also have to tackle this problem on a consumer and industry level. So. Could we accept to have a bit lower performance make a sacrifice in our standards or in our comfort and accept a technology which is maybe not as high performing as an n m c battery
0: Thank you Laura and you Alberto any thoughts on this
2: oh de- definitely i mean you you need to understand where where the things are coming from to you know to to understand the the impact of your products and and there are elements of for example the battery passport. Uh, concept is very very useful for that in which you know there's a digital um, <clears throat> a digital identity of, of a battery and you can trace that uh, to the to the mining and then they really understand where there has been a, a, a major social impact there uh, but also you can track that to the end of life and, and back so uh, I believe that that would be the, the role the role in, in sustainability and the battery passport can enable that.
0: Thank you very much for that, and yes, indeed, let's see where that takes us. So thank you to our brilliant guests, and thank you all for listening. We hope you enjoyed this discussion as much as we did. Um, Don't forget to visit our online hub on ukbatteriesnetwork.org and register to receive our news and updates and participate in the networking area of the hub. Our next episode will focus on market trends for solid-state batteries. So till next time. Bye.
2: KTM. Connecting for positive change.